0: Welcome everybody to the Worst Wrestling Podcast. My name is Damian and I am the youngest statesman of the group. And joining me today, we have our elder statesman of the group. Brad, put yourself over, sir. You you just got to
1: jab that old man knife right into my side every time.
0: (laughs) (sighs) Just firing off my hands. (laughs)
1: Yes, the old man of the group, uh, Brad. I'm going to go with the old man Logan vibe and just sort of grunt a lot. But uh, no, we are definitely uh, good. Welcome. I'm glad to be here today. I put myself over. You can follow me on the Twitter machine at Pedersen Reports, which is spelled P-E-D-E-R-S-E-N reports. And also check out my buddies over at Wrestle Rumble, where I serve as the head of creative Got some great stuff coming up right around the corner here for Royal Rumble. Unbelievable that we're in Rumble season already.
0: We are in the Rumble season, that is for sure. And missing from our three man power trip today is our third man, our middle statesman of the group, Justin, being a great dad, going to his kid's wrestling meet and and putting his kid first. Not too many people do that anymore. So glad to see that he does. <laughs> Good on Papa Justin. Uh, Papa Justin just just putting in the work and, and, and we're happy for him And we're rooting for his yes. son today To uh, to kick some ass So today we have Something that was supposed to be happening A couple weeks ago And then we kind of took our sabbatical Just to kind of let the new year ring in And everything We are going to do our best of 2020 show We were going to do a best and worst of But I realized We need all the positivity we can get so hey, we're going to stick with the Best Elf show. We have a multitude of different categories this year. A couple of fun things. We're going to open it up for discussions and stuff like that between Brad and myself. Justin has sent over his list. I have my list. And why don't we just kick it off? We're going to go with most shocking or biggest surprise first. So Brad, we're going to be working from the bottom to the top here. Um, To our wrestlers of the year and everything Uh, Justin has his most shocking or biggest surprise of the year Was the Edge return at the Royal Rumble Brad, do you agree? I do not
1: agree I mean, I do agree that it was shocking that he was able to return But, uh, you know, a lot of wrestling fans on the internet Sort of had an inclination uh, He was spotted in my hometown of Pittsburgh uh, which is where all of the testing is done for competitors to get back into the ring. Uh, so I sort of knew that it was coming. I just didn't believe it till I actually saw it. That being said, hell of a surprise, hell of a shock. Very, very welcome. And albeit it was a little too brief, but I'm hoping that we see more of the radar superstar hitting the mat in uh, 2021.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um I, I it was not it was not my most shocking or, or biggest surprise. Um mine's going to probably catch a lot of people off guard. But uh while it was shocking and while it was a big surprise, it kind of better fit a category that we're going to discuss a little bit later for me. Um but like you said, we all kind of knew it was going it was happening. We saw the leaks. We saw the the, the re- observer reports and everything. And like you said, he was spotted in Pittsburgh and then he put out an Instagram photo of him packing his gear bag, being like, oh, are we doing this again? Kind of like hyping people up, but it was nice to see. And with that, tri- I think it was a tricep injury that he had that he tore his tricep that put him out for the rest of the year, which was unfortunate, kind of derailed all the momentum um, as Michael Cole loves to point out <laughs> So he vintage Michael Cole, vintage Michael Cole with the big Mo right there. Uh, He didn't get, he didn't get to capture on that momentum. Hopefully we see him again in this year's Royal rumble. I think we will. Um, but what is your biggest surprise or most shocking moment of 2020? My biggest surprise was a little, it was in the same
1: vein, a little along the same line. It was actually thing showing up in aew you knew it was a possibility you knew that you know he's gonna go wherever he wants to go but i think just the i the shock of it was the nostalgia of seeing sting on tnt for the first time in over two decades uh seeing him away from the big machine that really honestly didn't do him too well Uh, I think seeing Sting show up and teasing stuff with Darby Allen and uh, just getting involved, I think that's one of the biggest shocks. The other part of that is that he's going to possibly get physical when we all thought that he was done.
0: Yeah. And I hope they do it something like a cinematic match like they had with like the stadium stampede or something where they can film around his limit, his limitations, because I don't think that, 62 year old Steve Borden should be wrestling with spinal stenosis and everything that he has. Um, but with that being said, it was, it was a pretty jarring moment. I didn't know it was going to happen. We all kind of assumed it might, but we didn't think that it would. It was one of those things like, as a wrestling fan, you kind of predict it and you're like, ah, that's not going to happen. There's no way. And then, boom, it happens. And I think that's one of the things that AEW really does well with their legends and stuff, is that they don't just rely on them to come back and make cameo appearances. They rely on them to help push forward storylines. And I think that that's really important, especially in today's day and age, where people are just not getting over like they used to, to now they are finally being able to get that rub from a, a former legend. My most shocking... Moment of the year, and actually, it wasn't shocking, it was the biggest surprise. And it came at NXT TakeOver War Games not War Games, sorry, NXT TakeOver 30. And it was Pat McAfee's performance against Adam Cole. That was the biggest surprise yeah. to me because I knew that Pat was going to embrace this with everything he had, I knew that he was going to be good. I didn't think it was going to be that good. I think at NXT TakeOver, I think it was 30. It was either 30 or 31, and uh, this is why we're the worst wrestling podcast. I didn't do my research on which one it was. Um, (laughs) But going into that match, everybody was intrigued, but they weren't talking about it being match of the night to the point that when it was over, it was match of the night.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, it was a hell of a showing. You knew that Pat McAfee was going to come at it just full throttle because, I mean, the guy's an athlete. He can go. When you see him using that punt kick as a a finish, I mean, it just sells it even more that he's just going with everything he's got. The guy's dynamite on the mic. He's, He's fantastic in the ring. I mean, I heard some comparisons around the internet saying that it was a Kurt Angle-esque performance Mm -hmm. in the fact that he took to it as quickly as he did. That's not something you see much anymore. So to see somebody from outside the world of wrestling come in, not as like, oh, ha, 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 look, I'm going to play wrestler. But to actually take it serious, put it down on the table and just roll with it, it was beyond impressive.
0: It really was. And like and like you said, he he had a Kurt Angle-esque performance, not as fluid as Kurt Angle per se, but very much a hell of a debut. And then he capped it off with that match at NXT TakeOver War Games where he did the big moonsault off the top and uh, or big swanton off the top, excuse me, to to everybody that did not catch him. But <laughs> it, it, it was definitely a, a, a fun a fun experience having him in there. He was one of the best promos in NXT. And now that he's gone, it's kind of not worth my time to watch NXT. let uh, see, full disclosure, I watch NXT
1: first every time. I'm a very loyal NXT fan. So, uh, you know, going back to my surprise moment, the Sting uh, showing up. That was the one time I flipped right over. As soon as I saw the, the hype online, I jumped right over just to see what was going on. So, uh, yeah. But I, NXT's had it, its ups and downs, and I think it's going to continue to have its ups and downs. Whether it's you know somebody coming in like Pat McAfee or whatever, or you know even somebody leaving for the main roster, which that's an an unfortunate side effect of nxt is your top guys are only going to be there for a limited time
0: absolutely um so now we're going to jump to category best return again we'll start with justin's pick his is roman reigns and the storyline of him coming back as head of the table i have to say i 100 percent agree with this this is a great pick it's not my pick but it's definitely a great one
1: yeah, it's not mine either. I've never been a big Roman fan, and it's not for all the reasons that everybody else has. Of, oh, always being shoved down our throats. I, he just isn't my style of a guy. Mm-hmm. But coming back in this mode, he's on a whole new level. He's a, a different performer. I mean, he is unstoppable. He's ruthless. He's everything that everybody's wanted, which guarantees that if there were crowds in the stadium right now
0: oh he'd be, he baby be face. the
1: biggest pop oh yeah biggest baby face of the night i think he'd be right up there i think the hurt business would be baby faces at this point as well
0: yes i were. think
1: that uh they would they would be the baby faces of the whole setup and uh roman reigns he's just everything he does is gold right now and i have never once said that about roman reigns with anything he's done in the ring roman reigns is a man You can't compare him to anybody else Because he does so much charity He does so many good things Mm -hmm. He's got that, you level I respect him as a person Now I respect him as a performer as well
0: Yeah, I respect him a lot as a performer And I saw glimpses of this When he was down in FCW When they would show some of those Unaired uh, moments or something like that On the network Or you'd see, like, one of his promos pop up From, like, when he started to now And it's just, like this dude always had it in him. They just never gave it to him. And now that he has Paul Heyman by his side, Jay Uso's right there doing some of the best work of his career, by the way. I think Actually. that Jay Uso is absolutely killing it without Jimmy right now. And I think that with – if given time, Roman Reigns might be one of the biggest heels in the past 10 years, uh, the way that this run has been going.
1: Yeah, I mean, just the the fact that he actually has that righteousness or self-righteousness in him, the best villains are the ones that think they're doing the right thing. And he obviously thinks that he's doing the right thing as this character because he's saying, you're eating because of me. Your family has clothes on their back because of my performance. It's very, very solid.
0: Yeah, it, it absolutely is. And... I think uh, I'll go next for the best return because this is where I'm going to play off of Justin. The best return was Edge at the Rumble. Um, the, uh, Spoiler the... alert! I did that too. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I think I think it's it's one of those moments where you sit back as a wrestling fan and the disbelief is is absolutely suspended to where you finally see this man who has worked his ass off. To get healthy again. And now he's in the best shape of his career. It's really crazy to think that like. We we might not have gotten that. Had it not been for the advances in technology. And everything. So it's, it's definitely one of those things. Where he. Him coming back. Was just one of the best moments of 2020.
1: Absolutely. In this very room. Where I am recording my end of this. I watched the rumble. I stood up out of my chair and stood there slack jaw with my arms just dangling in front of me because you knew it was coming. You heard it was coming. But it's one of those things seeing is believing. And that's when you could believe it. Seeing him come out with the, the gray beard, the uh, to go back to the beginning of this mm-hmm. podcast, the old man Logan moment of Edge coming out looking like the worn old cowboy just coming out to do his thing. Man, I'm getting chills right now thinking about it. All the hairs on my arm are standing straight up on end. And uh, it was just unbelievable. And to see him stand there with that flat, he went slack jawed. And his eyes got big. And you could tell he was having the same feeling we're having right now talking about it. It was a very magical moment and possibly the, one of the biggest moments of, of the probably past 10 years.
0: Yeah, I think the only thing that would be bigger would be um, WrestleMania thirty with Daniel Bryan winning the title. Um it could just because that that was just such that was such a building moment that when it culminated, that was one of that was one of those things that when WWE does something right, it pays off tenfold. But then you have Edge who came back who we all wanted – we all wanted him to come back, and then he finally does – I remember I was in Milwaukee with somebody that does not watch wrestling at all, and I jumped off of, uh, at that point, our bed, and I was like, oh, let's go, and we're in, like, this apartment building, and she's like, shh, shh, keep it, keep it down because <laughs> like, it's so late at night. <laughs> but um, also, like, the thing is, too, is they saved him until, like, I think it was, what, 22 or 21? Yeah. Super late related. Yeah. And so like you were getting that moment of he might not be here.
1: Mhm. Yeah. They build it perfectly because I honestly thought they would put him out about 15. Yeah. I, I say that the teens are where you really get your surprises with the Royal Rumbles. And, you know, unless your AJ Styles already come out a lot earlier than that, but, uh, you know, that, that was, a moment where i'm like okay he's not in the teens we're not gonna see him popping up this might be something he shows up tomorrow on raw and Mm -hmm. says oh hey guys and how anticlimactic would that have been but for him to come out and do his thing and i mean he performed like edge he was edge he wasn't adam copeland he was edge
0: yeah and and um a, a story back to uh, back to one of my moments. Have you ever attended a Royal Rumble?
1: You know, it kills me that I didn't. It was in Pittsburgh a few years ago, and I was not able to get tickets. So I uh, haven't attended in person.
0: So I took, um, it was me and my little sister. She was 13 at the time, 12 or 13 mm-hmm. at the time. We went to the one in Philly when uh shinsuke won it back in 2017 oh nice yeah so uh, and, and for those of you that don't know massive shinsuke nakamura fan <laughs> love shinsuke nakamura so we went there because it was the first ever women's rumble as well so we got all of these crazy pops throughout the whole night where lita trish um and, and Rey Mysterio coming out at 27, which was insane to me because I was like, oh, we're all but done. There's no big surprises left. And then Rey comes out and it's like, what? Like, <laughs> it was insane. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then the big climax was Ronda Rousey debuting that night. And
1: yes, I remember that. That was great.
0: Yeah. And I was I was there for that. And, and And the one thing I will say to all of our all of our listeners, if you ever get the chance to go to a Rumble go to a rumble it is it's better than mania it's better than mania in my eyes i saw the undertaker wrestle at wrestlemania better than that
1: <laughs> absolutely yeah uh, i'm just doing a little research since you know we are the worst and we aren't prepared for this at all the mm-hmm. pittsburgh rumble that i could have gone to turned out to be cm punk's last match that was
0: 2014 oh wow uh, and you're not a big CM one... punk fan
1: no, no, I'm not a big CM Punk fan, but uh, just to the fact that I could have been there—that that would have been great. Also, uh, Pittsburgh was the the first crowd to really just tear up. Uh, I believe really? it was uh, Ray Mysterio that got booed out of, out when he came out.
0: Yeah, because so. he didn't, because uh, he wasn't Daniel Bryan that year.
1: Yep, and uh, yeah, poor old Ray Mysterio. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he yeah, it was the year that uh, Batista won. So uh that's right, just to yeah. look at it. Batista was twenty-eight looking at the good old wiki. And uh just to give you a picture of that time, Batista eliminated Rowan, Ryback, and Alberto Del Rio. So oh. and then Rollins and Mysterio were the last ones in there with him. Huh. So that's a uh, snap of time.
0: Yeah. Wow. What a what a time that was. <laughs> it really was. You know, now um, knowing what we know about some of these guys, who boy, hoo maybe boy. I'm glad I'm not there. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's almost it's almost like it's almost like you kind of wish that uh, Alberto Del Rio would just fall off a cliff a little bit, just just a little bit, just a little bit. I, I think uh,
1: I think I want something a little deeper than a cliff, but that's fine. Well,
0: yeah, <laughs> I want him to realize he's falling. Like <laughs> it, yeah, I, I'll I'll give you that. <laughs> so. Next, we're going to go with our matches of the year. Now, this is a big category. There's so many different ones. Um, I have an honorable mention for mine, but we're going to start with Justin's again. His was Walter versus Ilya Dragunov from NXT UK. I I will admit, I have not seen this match yet. I've seen highlights. It was hard-hitting.
1: I'll say it that that much i've not been a big nxt uk follower Me if neither. somebody comes over to nxt us that that grabs my attention i'll go check out highlights and clips like mm-hmm. i i watched imperium stuff uh so i do know some walter stuff obviously and uh you know the rest of the guys i i just am not a big nxt uk guy because honestly you know i there's a lot of wrestling and Holy
0: crap! I don't need to add more to this already dwindling brain that I have. Yeah, and you know the thing is, you say a lot of wrestling, and like I want to watch UK because it's only an hour. It's only an hour a day, so or an hour, um, an hour a week. So it's like I should be able to watch this, but I can't. For Mm -hmm. some reason, I just cannot bring myself to watch it, and I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's maybe the amount of like the lack of star power or what but i just cannot bring myself to do it
1: i think it's it's a lack of star power and honestly i i don't want to take the time to learn a lot new or a lot of new characters i mean it's complete laziness on my end i mean you know i would say they have like, a lot of
0: great talent though like a lot of great talent yeah. over there you have the coffees you have Walter Ilya dragunov who is by the way i think one of the One of the most strong style pure wrestlers in the WWE today.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But sadly, that's not enough to drag my my ass over there to watch because uh, that would put me at 10 hours of
0: wrestling, which that's a lot of wrestling for one week. See, you still watch the weekly WWE stuff. I can't do it. (laughs) I do it. At this
1: point, you know, being the old man, as you like to point out, I'm just so used to it that it's just, it's what I do. It's the only time that it really, really gets preempted is when the Steelers play Monday Night Football, and that's about it. So that's what keeps me from watching on Monday is the Pittsburgh Steelers, which don't say a damn word about what they did last week. I don't want to talk about it we're moving on from football.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that you knew it was coming.
1: <laughs> I knew it was coming. I mean, the, I, I, I'll spare your feelings.
0: I'll spare your feelings. You guys are getting enough
1: with the uh, Penguin series that we got going right now. So. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, so, my match of the year, I will say, is probably on a lot of people's match of the year. My honorable mention is... Kazuchika Okada versus Kota Ibushi from night one of Wrestle, Kingdom, of Wrestle Kingdom 14. I thought that that match was absolutely tremendous. Um, the only reason it's not my match of the year was because Kota Ibushi did not win. So, <laughs> and that's just because I'm a massive Kota fan. There. But my match of the year is probably one of the best tag matches I'd ever seen. Hangman Adam Page and Kenny Omega versus the Young Bucks from... AEW revolution the the atmosphere the story the it was stiff like it was stiff like and and just the moves that they did the way that they built and and everything it was over 30 minutes it was an uh, it was just an amazing match and I I think that's what sets AEW apart from other companies because while they don't take care of their women's division, which is one of my biggest gripes about AEW, their tag yeah. division is so good.
1: Yes. Yeah, their tag they rarely put on a tag team match. I say, well, that was a waste of time. I mean, every time they come out. Even their 10, up, Even their ten Oh, yeah. Yeah, they all are good. They're solid, man.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
1: Um, What
0: is your match of the year?
1: My match of the year is also, it is another hard hitter. It was from NXT TakeOver 31, Finn Balor versus Kyle O'Reilly. Great match. That match was solid, bell to bell. I was on the edge of my seat, slack-jawed again, and sadly, Finn Balor was slack-jawed as well, since it was so (laughs) hard-hitting that his got busted. I mean... That match was so damn good that when your champion gets just destroyed to that point that they still don't take the championship off of him and let Mm -hmm. him keep his reign going. You know, you got lightning in a bottle and you know, it's new year's evil to see another round of it. I'll take that match again any day. Give me, give me, give me, give me. Kyle O'Reilly and Finn Balor have this chemistry that is undeniable. They're both hard hitters, and it's exactly what I want to see in a match.
0: Yeah, like, okay, so the thing with Kyle O'Reilly and Finn Balor to me is they have that chemistry of, like, a flare steamboat almost, where Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter what kind of match you would put them in, they're going to deliver. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Because the thing is, I think
1: especially with the nxt crowd i think it's a crowd that does like that strong style a lot more than you see the uh, the other kinds of wrestling whether it's you know just the more high flyers mm-hmm. more technical I, I think that they just like that strong hard-hitting style and you're getting that and you're also getting the others with uh these two gentlemen they put on a hell of a match and they just don't stop
0: yeah absolutely and and that's the one thing is, like, it almost it bordered on the line of being too dangerous to the point yeah. that it ended up being an MMA fight. But NXT has this Prince character for Devitt, or for uh, Balor, excuse me. Prince and Devitt just went together. And <laughs> but Finn Balor has this Prince character that he played in Japan that was just... Mwah. It was glorious, and now he's able to do it again, and he's making money off of it.
1: Absolutely, and you knew you knew as cool as it was, the demon wasn't gonna last. He couldn't last no. forever, and I'm I'm very thankful for getting what we got of the demon uh, while we had him. I loved the demon character, but uh, you know it was just an embarrassment of riches at that point. And now you're just letting him be himself and roll with
0: it. And you are getting everything you want. And it's excellent. So and we're going to kind of get into a little bit of a predictions thing after, after we do our best of just kind of things we want to see from the industry. And I'm going to come back to the demon thing. I feel like there's a storyline that just might bring that back out of him for one night in NXT. Oh, okay. But um, after uh, we have match of the year, Best tag team of the year. Uh, Justin had FTR. Brad, do you agree?
1: I do and don't again. uh, Me and Justin are usually on the same page for the most Mm -hmm. part. I think FTR was a significant get to come over to AEW. I loved seeing them. I loved their, their whole gimmick. I think they are the perfect foil for just about every other tag team over there. With mm-hmm. the no flips, just fists, they are the polar opposite of the top attraction, which is my one of my tag teams of the year. I have two. Okay. Uh, my tag team of the year for AEW is the polar opposite of FTR. It's the Young Bucks. The Young Bucks, I think, showed so much this year. Not only in the ring, but I think as business people, as doing their role, they didn't overshadow everybody else. That could easily be the Nick and Matt Jackson show when mm-hmm. you look at AEW tag team division. And you know, it's come out now that they there was some COVID issues that they both faced uh, that you know has kept them off. So we had to, had to have them go away for a little bit because of that but they still stayed relevant. They still stayed angry. They showed such a depth of character with being the angry faces, you know, knocking out uh, the different backstage interviewers or whoever it was. It was fantastic. They did, they did some great work. They were entertaining the whole way through. So for AEW, without a doubt, the young bucks are my top pick. But if I'm going to go with my WWE pick, It was the New Day because the New Day had a very perilous year in the sense of injuries or hitting people left and right. Woods Mm. was out for so long and, you know, they didn't miss a beat. I mean, they kept going. They were entertaining. They were doing just the littlest little things to shout out Woods or, you know, wearing the XWR band. Uh, they they did so much for that team to keep it going but then also in the grander scheme of things between their podcast and then taking their social stances on things that actually mattered outside of the wrestling world absolutely that's so admirable that's so just you know i hate to sound like you know mansplaining or anything like that or any kind of privilege, but you know, it's brave of them to do that because it WWE is. has a face that is able to turn on you pretty quick for mm-hmm. any kind of stance on anything outside of the four ropes yeah. or, or the three ropes. So the new day is my pick because you
0: can't go wrong with any combination of those guys. So uh, as, as somebody that doesn't just consume the, the, western po- uh, uh uh product i consume a lot of the eastern product as well and my tag team of the year comes from new japan pro wrestling and it is a little biased because i have a man crush on one of them it is the dangerous techers tai chi and Zack saber jr um for those of you that don't know i have a massive Zack saber jr crush Um I I love the way the man works. I've met him multiple times. He's a great guy as well. But Tai Chi and Zack Saber have this unique chemistry. And I saw I saw a meme yesterday, I sent it to a buddy of mine who's also a big New Japan fan. And it was uh Tai Chi and Zack Saber as Batman and Robin, respectively. (laughs) and and it's and it's so true because he's like well why is why is Zack Sabre Robin and I'm like well Zack Sabre's the smaller one he's the more technical one and then you have the brawling and, and just martial arts style of Tai Chi who has very strong kicks even Kota Ibushi can feel those kicks in his chest when they land. And they're just so good together as a team. And now they're being primed for a big baby face run against gorillas of destiny here on the new beginning shows and everything to face off against them as a rematch to wrestle kingdom. It was, it, they just had a clinic of a year as a tag team and uh, were the IWGP heavyweight tag champs going into COVID and everything like that. And then just carrying the tag division on their back, um, facing the likes of God and 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 others over there, they they really had a spectacular year.
1: That's fantastic, man. Yeah, I've never seen them as a tag team because I don't have access to access TV, ironically enough. Uh, and also, I'm a cheap ass and won't buy the New Japan Network. Uh, but so yeah, good. seeing Zack so Jr. My goodness, if that man! teamed up with somebody who can just uh,
0: play off of them like the described i'm down yeah they they've absolutely had they had a barn burner barn burners of matches and and i'll see if i can link you to a couple of them it's that way you can you can see how good they are together in the ring um that's great so moving on from that we have best show of the year now we limit we didn't limit this to just pay-per-views we also did episodes of tv and selfishly i did that Uh, For one reason and one reason alone. Uh, Justin had his best show of the year be NXT Worlds Collide. And now I had that pulled up here because I forgot kind of who all was on the Worlds Collide show this year. And it was main evented by Imperium versus the Undisputed Era. Uh, in the main event, this was back in January of 2020, so it just got in there. Um, and we also had the Kaylee Ray defeating Mia Yim on the pre-show. Finn Balor versus Ilya Dragunov, which was a barn burner of a match. Jordan mm-hmm. Devlin defeating Angel Garza, Isaiah Swerve Scott, and Travis Banks for the Cruiserweight title. DIY teaming up one more time against Mustache Mountain, Rhea Ripley defeating tony storm for the nxt women's championship and then imperium defeating the ue so it was a great show i remember watching this show and it was just a fantastic show from top to bottom great wrestling all around brad what is your thoughts on the world's collide show and then your pick for show of the year Worlds
1: Collide is one of those great concepts that I would love to see be a more regular event, honestly, uh, where it would involve all the brands in the WWE. I don't think it should just be limited to NXT UK and NXT US, uh, you know, with the talks of NXT India coming together with the talks of different. Absolutely. NXT Japan we are ripe with opportunities to see some dream matches, depending on who the talents are uh, coming from each of the different uh, organizations. I would just love to see something like even something as mismatched as, you know, uh, just pulling off the top of my head, like a Rhea Ripley versus even now a Mia Yim from Retribution. Yes. Something along those lines, Uh, you know, just, those types of matches to me are always going to win or a Finn balor taking on i would even love to see him against somebody like a montez ford i think that would be a hell of a match because they're so different
0: mm-hmm. and yeah
1: uh, you know that that'd be
0: fun to me that'd be a hell of a lot of fun so i'd love to see more shows like that i agree um i i think and especially with the rumors of nxt japan which is almost uh almost rumored as to why Kyrie Sane went back to Japan was to kind of head mm-hmm. up an NXT Japan division be the trainer and everything like that um you hear about it but then also you have you know I would love to see Keith Lee versus Walter or um yeah. like that like when we were talking about Walter earlier It just kind of popped into my head I'm like Keith Lee and Walter that would be amazing or um even like a a Big E versus Ilya Dragunov. I think that would be yeah. amazing. I think that would be absolutely amazing. Um, God, I have so just many ideas. Tew, for e Walter. Yeah, Big E versus, oh my God, Big E versus Walter? Are you kidding me? That'd be but, amazing. <laughs>
1: but big E goes completely against Walter's gimmick of the ring is sacred. Big E loves to have a good time in there, man. Absolutely. And just to see that. Go and somebody who could stand up to Walter and go pound for pound, shot for shot with them. Oh my God, I'm in, and I got the goosebumps again. So hopefully this new ring light's showing them. But my goodness,
0: <laughs> yeah, I actually I feel have like them too, man. I I I have them as well. They're they're right there, man. Oh my God, that would be amazing to see that. Um, WWE, yes. Okay. it now, damn it. <laughs> yeah, here, take my. Mo- you already take my money. Take some more. Here you go. More. Give me Walter more. Big.
1: Yeah, Walter Big E put a, a title on the line. Yeah, Could you think Big E going after NXT UK or even, hell, Walter coming Intercontinental?
0: I Ooh wish boy. that they would do something like that, where, you know, they always put NXT UK and NXT at these different tiers, and then they put Raw and SmackDown above them. The one thing I liked about last year's build to WrestleMania was that Charlotte challenge for the NXT title. Yes, absolutely, and... That
1: actually will, let's lead that into my uh, show of the year, which was the Royal Rumble 2020. Okay. You saw things like Charlotte taking over and uh, you know winning to go after the NXT women's title. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got to see the match itself, the men's Royal Rumble match. You had Brock dominating. You got to see Keith Lee pop in there and go after Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar's reaction to Keith Lee Oh my god, that was one of the highlights of the whole show for me it was it was know, the big boy. Let's go uh, You know, that was great uh, Drew McIntyre really laying himself down as the man uh, mm-hmm. like with that performance But then you go to the other matches on the card. You had Becky versus Oscar, which was a killer match You had the fiend and daniel bryan in a strap match Ooh. That show, from top to bottom, I think I was just so psyched about uh, that, you know, it's hard to believe that it was about a year ago now.
0: Yeah, and you know what, like, I completely, (laughs) to be honest, I completely forgot about that uh, The Fiend and Daniel Bryan strap match, which Mm -hmm. was one of the better matches of the year.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and that says a lot about the card, if one of the better matches of the year is on the card and it gets overshadowed by a bunch of other moments holy hell that's a a great thing and you know i was excited it got me even more excited i actually had tickets to go to 316 day uh here in pittsburgh for monday night raw which was the first covid related cancellation in wwe as a matter of fact just because i can't bring myself to do it i still have my tickets pinned to my visor in my truck and uh you know hopefully someday you know 316 day i'll come around to pittsburgh again and uh i'll get to finally see stone cold and you know slam a beer while stone cold slams one but so
0: you're gonna hate me because i um so you know you know the pa what's that i already
1: hate you you know that
0: <laughs> well yeah but um you know the pennsylvania farm show complex yes Okay, so a couple years ago, um, I actually I think I was just turning twenty because I, I just started training. I just started training. And um I was my mom had heard about Stone Cold being at the farm show complex for free. Wow. We went early as early as hell that morning. And we waited in line, and we got to meet Stone Cold. I have pictures of it and everything. And I asked him um, – because at that point, I was training, and I asked him if we could do a photo op of me and him doing a collar and elbow lockup. But he was – it was such a late day for him. He's like, man, he goes, any other time I would, but this line has been crazy. We're just trying to get people through. And I'm like, I completely understand. But, yeah, I have a picture of me and Stone Cold shaking hands and everything like that. And I still have – uh I ha- I got it signed by him that day was the WWE two K sixteen cover with him on it. He signed it for me. That's fantastic. That's awesome, man. Yeah. One of the highlights of, uh, of my life for sure.
1: <laughs> I, I would I would not doubt that. And I was just so excited uh you know, just to be able to go to see him. But uh I will say I did find his beer, the uh broken skull IPA from El Segundo. You- Oh, how good is that?
0: Oh, it's such a good beer. It's so good. I have one still in my refrigerator downstairs. Yeah, I got
1: some for my brother for Christmas, and uh, he's not a wrestling fan at all, but he got excited about it. So I was very happy about that. And I actually said to my wife at one point, I just kind of want to slam one of these like stone cold, but it's so damn good. I don't want any to be wasted. So I can't do it. I can't bring myself to do that.
0: So on New Year's, um, for those of you that don't follow our Twitter, well, what the fuck? Why aren't you? But um, Yeah, what losers? I posted a, <laughs> a video of me on Twitter, New Year's Day, as the countdown struck midnight of doing uh, the Stone Cold Beer Bash. And I didn't use any of his beer. I used like a seltzer and another fruity beer or something like that that I just pounded out. So that way I could get them out of our refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. That's
1: At least you'll smell nice and fresh with a little fruity seltzer.
0: You know what? I did.
1: <laughs> it, it damn delightful, I imagine.
0: Damn delightful. <laughs> um, so my show of the year just snuck in literally two days before the year ended. Just okay. snuck in. It was the Brody Lee Celebration of Life show by AEW. That was one of the best shows of TV I have ever seen in my life. Yes. Solid from top to bottom, moving, his kid being there,
1: negative yes. one.
0: Oh. Yeah. Um, To run down the card, you had the Young Bucks and Colt Cabana versus Matt Hardy and Private Party. You had Eddie Kingston, the Butcher and the Blade versus Lance Archer, Evil Uno, and Stu Grayson. You had the Inner Circle, MJF, Santana, and Ortiz versus Hangman, John Silver, and Alex Reynolds. Anna Jay and Ta Conti versus Britt Baker and Penelope Ford. And then in the main event, the Brody Lee Jr., negative one dream match, Cody Rhodes, Orange Cassidy, and Ten versus Team Taz, Brian Cage, Powerhouse Hobbs, and Ricky Starks. Um, I, I will say that I've I shed tears over wrestling and stuff like that. Uh, I don't. I'm not gonna say I do it all the time. It's not like a thing that's like, oh, I'm not Ric Flair, okay? Um, <laughs> but that ma- that show brought multiple tears to my eyes. Um, just the outpouring of of love for Brody, for the just the absolute care that they took of his family that night, the way that they truly celebrated his life. And then I don't know if you watched Being the Elite at all, but the speech that Eddie Kingston gave after that show to the locker room, absolutely moving. They had it on. Um, they had it on one of the 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 show after that that show on Being the Elite. It was absolutely fantastic. Go out of your way to check it out. Um, yeah. Had it not had this not aired this year, my show of the year was going to be Wrestle Kingdom fourteen night one and two. But absolutely, uh, this show put it all to rest. Absolutely. And just, you know, Brody Lee was a
1: character, uh, you know, somebody I didn't follow him much on the Indies prior to his time mm-hmm. with the Wyatt
0: family.
1: Same. Uh, my buddy Justin Labar was involved with a, with him in a big angle with Kevin Nash in Cleveland. That was the first real knowledge I had of Brody Lee. Uh, but just to see the impact that this man who always seemed like more of a role player, a background guy in WWE had on so many people both inside the industry and outside. I mean, I haven't heard, there's nobody that said a negative word about Brody Lee. And, you know, I, I feel bad that I never got to meet him. that I never got to experience that kindness, the warmth that he gave myself. And, uh, you know, unfortunately there's 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 a child without a daddy right now and i think that the fact that they went out of their way or went out of their way at aew to highlight that child and Mm -hmm. you know show that family that love says so much about the organization says so much about uh everything going on with them that uh you know it's it's great i mean it was a great show top to bottom. Also, with Brody's child, put the pen in that kid's hand. Let him book shows. My God, if that was his dream
0: match for the closer. Yeah. Um, the one thing I will say is that uh, – two things, actually. So, fun fact again about Damien because I love talking about me. Um, <laughs> You're your own biggest mark. I really am. Uh, <laughs> but he actually um, – he actually wrestled for the company when he was first coming up. He wrestled for the company that I wrestled for. So um, back in like 01, 02, he was there. So and we used the same ring. So technically, I have wrestled in the same ring as Birdie Lee. Uh, <laughs> technically. It's, that, it's that wrestler's math. <laughs> of like I I wrestled this guy and I beat this guy who beat this guy who beat this guy who then faced Brody Lee so technically I beat Brody Lee. <laughs> there's there's a lot of wrestler math that happens there. <laughs> Good God. But right, the second one was the moment that that kid that negative one hit MJF with the kendo stick, and you saw the smile of him. That night, just to distract him for five seconds away from one of the worst moments of his life, absolutely to take that child and make him smile was all I needed to say that that was my show of the year. Absolutely,
1: yeah. That if your heart didn't melt a little bit during that moment, you just ain't got a heart. You don't, I mean, that show was. Even just when they would cut to him throughout the show, and he's just standing there, and you can only see this very loose-fitting, ill-fitting mask, can <laughs> barely see his little chin. I mean, hmm, what what a show! What a damn
0: good show! Yeah, and, and we could we could literally talk about that show for an hour, but let's move on to our final two categories. I'm going to lump them in together. Best male and female wrestlers of the year um we have drew mcintyre and bailey for justin um i i i like the pick of drew mcintyre bailey for me had a little bit of a down year especially the second half of the year i don't 100 percent agree with that but i can see where he was coming from um drew mcintyre one of the best wrestlers in the whole world this year absolutely um Every match that he's had, I've been compelled in. Even the TV match with Keith Lee that we saw uh, two weeks ago on Raw, I actually went out of my way to watch that. It was a fantastic match. Um, Absolutely. I I, I like the Drew McIntyre pick. I don't hundred percent agree with the Bailey pick, but I do see where he was coming from with it.
1: Absolutely, yeah. And uh, just let's let's we got Justin's pick out of the way, which is fine. But let's just preface this. This is a year unlike any other that we've ever seen for these men and women that are performing. And I think to compare that this as a best year to any other year of their career, completely uncouth, out of line, unfair, because nobody's ever experienced anything like this. And I agree. I fought every man and every woman in that ring. Mm-hmm. No matter what level they played at or wrestled at, performed at, whatever have you, they did a bang-up job because, honestly, yes. they could have easily said to hell with this, gone home, and stayed quarantined and safe just like everybody else. But they went out of their way to put themselves on the line. They went through rigorous testing. That COVID test that basically pokes you in the brain,
0: yeah.
1: that can wear such hell on your sinuses. To do it even once, let alone have it done multiple times, like these men and women did. I applaud every single performer with the biggest round of applause I can give them.
0: And Absolutely, Daniel
1: every time.
0: I agree. Yeah. So,
1: with that said, let's point out who sucks. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> let's be cri- let's be critical.
1: <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, but now, uh, yeah, I I agree with Justin uh, that they both had top years but they aren't my choices for the winners of the year either uh where i'm gonna go with is for women my pick is one miss sasha banks
0: yes i agree i
1: I feel like she sat in the background she played her card she did her thing she built the hell out of bailey then tore the hell down and did it just right bailey's still walking around looking like a monster Sasha still doing her thing you, you wondered if the curse of the Banks belt or belt Was still a thing where she would Defend it one time and lose She had me there I was sitting watching that first defense And to see her win that was a Major milestone in itself And uh, that's one Reason she got my choice. She just had such a good year She was a perfect heel and now She walks that line really really well
0: uh, yeah, I agree. Um, I, uh, Sasha Banks is my pick as well. I do want to give a nice honorable mention to Io Shirai from NXT. Um, I, th- I feel like she had a fantastic year and put in an unenviable position of having to defend that title in empty arenas in you know the the worst of the worst conditions sometimes for for wrestlers to be in in the thunderdome or the cwc is what they're calling it now i think the capital wrestling center or whatever um she had great matches with candice LeRae. she's had great title defenses with like dakota kai i think she's wrestled dakota kai i'm getting i'm getting lost in Io Shirai for a second. Um, just with all the matches that she's had Because she's, she seems to have wrestled everybody in NXT I don't know what else she can really do um, And I think that's kind of why She's not my wrestler of the year Because, and again we Like you said We are very much appreciative Of every performer that wrestled this year um, You didn't have to And we want to say thank you for it Because without you We wouldn't, first off We wouldn't have a fucking podcast <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean, and why would we want to rob the world of
0: that? <laughs> right. I mean, but not only that, we also got to be we got to be able to see how good each person can work under pressure. And Ira Shirai I think, is one of the better ones. But Absolutely. to your point, Sasha Banks had a magnificent year. Um, she really came through and and became herself this year. And 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 just pr- great performance after great performance. Her and Asuka had this weird chemistry that just worked. And I think that benefited her. Bailey and her switching the dynamic from that NXT TakeOver Brooklyn show, uh, where Bailey is now the heel and Sasha's the babyface. And it was just a fantastic, fantastic year for her. I can't really say much more on top of what you already pointed out. Yeah,
1: she just she came into her own. This is uh the way I put it to one of my friends uh, when I talked to him about wrestling the other day was I called her believable banks because mm-hmm. it was the first time she was absolutely believable in yes. that
0: role. And, and, you know, she finally seems comfortable. And she's not doing that suicide dive as much anymore, which actually could have ended Thank in her suicide. Yeah. Oh yeah. I've, I've seen her do that a couple times live and, It scares you every time. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Go ahead with your male wrestler of the year. Well, I'm going to start with an honorable mention. Mm -hmm. Uh, And this
1: is uh, not neither of my gentlemen here that I picked are in WWE. They're both AEW. My honorable mention is Cody Rhodes. Because bringing out that TNT title, making a title that looks like a marketing ploy for the network mean something, be something that, that was, that was just undeniable. And, you know, unfortunately having the final match with Brody Lee with that dog collar match. I mean, what a match. I, I, I'm getting the chills again because that was another one of those matches mm-hmm. like Cody and Dustin Rhodes. that just, it, was emotional start to finish it it gave you chills you couldn't take your eyes off of it it was a train wreck in the best possible way and it it was incredible the match start to finish uh just the color you know dog collar match to me is is such a i don't want to say lame gimmick but it's not up there high with it's a limiting it's limiting yes yeah, and they, they played it off perfect. It was great, and it made the match. It was a stellar match, start to finish.
0: Are you talking but, yourself
1: into picking Cody Rhodes as your wrestler of the year? <laughs> yeah, I am not. I am not, because the person that is a wrestler of the year for me, if you knew him from his time in WWE, you know I dislike the guy. I am not a fan, but John Moxley mm-hmm. is my wrestler of the year, because that guy got out of the WWE and reinvented himself and made me give a damn, had the title run that he could have had as Dean Ambrose, if they would have not made him the goofy, oh, I'm a lunatic guy. If they would have just let him be the hardcore, just brutal wrestler that he is and that he was allowed to portray as himself in AEW it would have been a totally different ball game and hell, who knows? I might even have a Dean Ambrose shirt somewhere, but yeah, it, it, he was just great. He discovered himself and it shows what happens when you get to just be yourself, discover yourself, and just stand there out on your own merits and do things your own way.
0: Um, my honorable mention was also Cody Rhodes. Um, just because of that TNT title gimmick, um, he made he made wrestlers as they were coming in. He helped make Eddie Kingston. He helped make Ricky Starks. He helped make Private Party in that singles match that they had um, against him, Mark Quinn. You know, he yep. helped make all of these different wrestlers that were on their way in challenging for that title. And I think that now that it's not on him and it's on Darby, I feel like it actually has lost a little bit of luster, which sucks because I love Darby Allen. And I feel like they need to make that more of a TV title and not the TNT title, if that makes sense to any of any of our younger fans. Our old school fans know what I'm talking about. Um, the You know, it should be defended almost weekly. It should be put up against, you know, Top tier and low tier, your champion is your champion no matter what, and that's the face of your network. That is the face of your network. So they need to start putting Darby Allin into meaningful uh, meaningful feuds because right now this Team Taz one that needs to be done. That's over. He beat Brian Cage. We need to move on now. Um, my male wrestler of the year, though, is somebody from New Japan. Um, I could have I could have went with Drew McIntyre, which I also think is a great pick. John Moxley is also a great pick, but the man that has had the best empty arena matches, the one of the top standouts from the G One climax this year, didn't even have a match on Wrestle Kingdom, which is absolute bullshit. Tomohiro Ishii, the Stone Pit Bull, this man has a style. That is literally Walter meets Ilya Dragunov, lariats, chops, and just screaming at his opponent, just forearms left and right, clotheslines left and right, and the man's like 5'4". He's a small dude, but he's built like Walter, and he just, every time he's in the ring, he means business. And it's just such a, oh my God, he is so good. He is one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Another honorable mention to Shingo Takagi, the never open weight champion, had a fantastic year as well. But nobody had empty arena matches like Tomohiro Ishii.
1: I wish I had more to add to that. <laughs> but uh, you know, as I'm brutally honest, I'm not a big
0: follower of New Japan. So uh, you know, I don't really know a lot of the background of it, but
1: I'll take I'll your word for it. it.
0: I'll just send you some stuff on on, on New Japan. I'll, I'll I'll send you my login for New Japan World since I already pay for it. <laughs> Sounds good.
1: <laughs> you probably shouldn't admit that on uh, on the podcast, but that's fine. <laughs> it's, fine it's fine.
0: Nobody from New Japan's listening to this podcast. <laughs> well, I mean everybody's listening to it. Uh, well, you know, everyone. <laughs> I'm saying I'm saying nobody from the New Japan offices is listening to this podcast, primarily because I guarantee they don't speak English.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, well, that's fine uh, But no, it's That's cool, it's, it's been a hell of a year in wrestling and It really has. Honestly, it, looking back at 2020 This could have and should have been Just a dumper I mean, it should have been a not great year
0: To be fair Raw has been a dumper
1: Yes, yeah, that's true But I mean, I'm talking <laughs> Overall, the wrestling world could have just taken it down off year and uh they didn't i mean even with with raw some of their their better stuff it it could have been a lot worse than it was i mean i just want to see some some changes happen to raw i just want to see it follow the smackdown ways but uh that's that's just me
0: yeah. So let's get in um as we're kind of winding down, let's get into some predictions for twenty twenty one. Things we want to see, things we would like to maybe um see happen, or things that we think will happen. Um, I can kind of start it off going back to that Finn Balor thing. Um I feel like we will see the demon one more time when Carrion Cross beats him for the title, and we get the rematch. And then Balor will bring back the demon saying the only way to beat somebody like this is to summon all the negativity, all the hatred inside, and embrace your inner demon. Boom, we get the demon king back. I could
1: see that. I mean nobody's been able to stop uh carrying cross. Carrying cross is a monster and uh, you know you do need a monster to be a monster. So I, I could see that as being a very cool way to bring out a very you know marketable popular character
0: right and 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 the thing is too is like he always has these cool designs with it he could always go since carrying cross has this whole tick tock thing the clock and everything like that you could always have finn come out as the boogeyman yeah <laughs> he has to have worms on his face though i mean um, you know, he has a little bit of a beard, so you
1: could you could airbrush s'warms in there. That wouldn't be a problem.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but no, what I actually meant was, um, he could come out with like kind of an Alice in Wonderland theme, where he is like the 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 white rabbit or something like that, coming to stop the clock or or, or anything or some, You know, Balor's so creative, he could do anything like that. But that's a prediction that I have. What's what's one of your predictions? One of my predictions is I would like to see
1: the building of Keith Lee. I think Keith Lee has unlimited potential. I think Keith Lee is what we need right now. We need somebody who's believable, who's just a, a beast. And honestly, I think the thing that we're going to need for Keith Lee to become that believable monster is for him to join the dark side and basically turn on everybody.
0: Mm-hmm. I think
1: a key, heel turn would be one of the best possible things we could see happen in the wwe and the other thing i hope they continue to build on is nakamania i think uh shinsuke nakamura Mm -hmm. in that gauntlet last week i i haven't watched uh friday night yet i'm gonna watch it this afternoon uh but in that gauntlet match they made him one of the most sympathetic people, whether it was by accident or on purpose. I think Nakamania could be a real fun, fun, hard hitting ride.
0: Well, I'll avoid the spoilers um, for, for your, for your SmackDown. So I won't, I won't key into anything, but no, Shinsuke is definitely having a comeback, a resurgence almost. Um, The one thing I would love to see, and I know it won't happen. Jey Uso beating Roman Reigns for the title. Yeah, I, I just
1: don't see that happening. Honestly. I don't either. What what
0: what's going on with Jimmy? Uh, have we heard anything about Jimmy? He's still recovering from like his his leg injury. I, from what I from what I understand, he had I think like a torn ACL. I think. Okay. So I feel like he's still recuperating from that because he was still limping during that cage match and everything with Roman and, and, and everything. And so I feel like Jimmy is is on his way back, but I don't think he's there yet. And to be honest, I would love to see them do the Samoan dynasty for a while and have Jimmy and Jay pick up the tag titles again and have them hold all the gold. And I would love if they brought in Jacob Fattu and and really Really solidified that Samoan dynasty. Jacob Batu going against Big E to try to get that
1: Intercontinental strap off of him to put all the gold on. Yeah, that that is just something unbelievable that uh, I think could be a lot of fun. That I would I'd love to watch. I would be even more glued mm-hmm. to it uh, right now. I look forward to talking about WWE products the most to NXT and then SmackDown. So. Mm-hmm. Keep building that Smackdown product up Because you know I will not be afraid To say oh I look forward to Smackdown more In NXT if that moment comes
0: Well and and they've done a really good job They've they've really presented it as a Sport finally again They're finally presenting It without the dumb gimmicks of Monday Night Raw Which okay again I don't watch the weekly product every week But SmackDown, I'm more inclined to watch than Raw. I mean, I know I loved the Fiend character at first, but I can't stand it now. I can't do it. It's
1: just running its course. Uh, Mm You know, and that's unfortunate because I think there's still so much more potential for uh, Bray Wyatt and the Fiend. Yeah. I just think that they they need to take a break. They need him to go away for a little bit and then just come back. And, uh, yeah, he's been sitting on the sidelines, but... Lord knows how long that's going to last because they keep it going with Alexa and Randy going at it.
0: It's overexposure.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yep, make it special. Going back to the demon Finn Balor, that's what made the demon so special is you didn't see him all the time. He wasn't even mentioned most of the time. So I'd love to see that become the fiend.
0: Yeah, like, I would love to see Bray Wyatt kind of go back to how he was, and then the Fiend be broken out for special occasions where he gives in to the inner inner evil, and then finally the Fiend comes out. Absolutely. Now, are there any major
1: moves that you would like to see happen in 2021, whether it's somebody from the independents or a smaller organization to WWE, WWE start leaving for
0: a different organization? What would be your dream move? So, there's a couple of them. Um, okay. One of one of the biggest ones would be, and I know it's rumored, and it's and I hope it's true, Ricochet leaving the WWE. That yeah. man has so much more talent than what the WWE system allows, and he can. His, his, the way he gets over is to work a match. You can't work a match in three minutes and get yourself over the way that they book him. I'm sorry. It doesn't happen. I've been, I've seen people try that. It doesn't work. Okay. Absolutely. Um, Ricochet going to AEW or even going back to New Japan and being the king, the, the king of the juniors. I would love to see that. Um, Another one that I would actually, I, I don't want to see happen, but I kind of want to see happen, Jay White going to the WWE. I feel like, especially if it's his, if it's this heel character that he has now, I feel like he's primed for a massive babyface run in New Japan. And if that's the case, by all means, because the man can work. But this heel character he has is so suited to a WWE product. It's, it's such a good WWE gimmick. That I would love to see it there, but I feel like he can do that later in life. He doesn't have to do it now. Um, and and I want to see Kenny I'll Omega go back. I'll echo you to on Jay trade. White. Okay. I would love to see Not, Kenny yeah, Omega I'll, I'll, go back.
1: I'll echo you on Jay White. I got to see him take on Jay Lethal live one time, and it was an amazing match. Uh, the fear that i have is uh the same thing that i have with uh ricochet in wwe is he won't get the time he needs you know old old man mcmahon won't see what everybody else sees and then Mm -hmm. he'll just be relegated to a lower mid card or even that so uh you know i i would love to see something like that but uh i think jacob batu coming in to complete that samoan dynasty I think would be one of my big big moves that I would love to see happen. Absolutely. Because just see him come in as the complete heavy, I mean, let's look at it this way. That that group right now, they're both a couple heavies. I mean they're they're Jay Uso and Roman Reigns are heavies. Yeah. Hands down. But if you add Jacob Batu as a monster heavy, that would be just even better in my opinion.
0: Yeah, and, and and for the people that can see, um, the, I, I'm looking on, I'm looking on my phone right now to try to to try to find somebody else that I also think could come in and do really well. Um, Sean Maluda, who's also another a family member, he was in the Cruiserweight Classic, had a very good showing there, I thought, and I know a couple people that have wrestled, um, that have wrestled Sean Maluda. And, and done very well against him. I feel like that. You also have Lance Anowai, who is a, a Pennsylvania guy. Um, I mean, the Samoans are bred here in PA. Uh, that's where the wild Samoans are freaking at. Like, that's where their training center is. That's that's where the Samoans come from. So we get to see the Samoans before anybody else. Like, you could even bring in, I know he's a little bit older now, but he was part of Legacy, Offa Junior who's an awful or who not awful, an awesome hand um, that could come in for that Samoan dynasty and have that like veteran leadership to them.
1: Absolutely. I would love to see that build up. And speaking of dynasty, uh, you know, members of families, I'd love to see a return for Davy boy Smith jr. He's one of the guys that I never understood why he never got over, why he never got the full run that, I believe he earned and deserves. Uh, you know, I just think that there's so much untapped potential with that man. That uh, whether you take him to an NXT and just leave him there as a lifer, like, like we thought Samoa Joe was going to be, or he makes his way back up and gets with the Nyhart or family. You know, I'd love to see something like that happen. I think Davey Boy Smith Jr. is just he's 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 an incredible talent.
0: Yeah, I mean he had a tag team over in New Japan with uh with Lance uh Lance Archer, uh the Killer Elite mm-hmm. Squad, and they were they were really good together. I think that both of them are better off without each other, in my opinion. Um yeah. I, I love yeah, Lance I Archer. Uh I feel like he's such an untapped an untapped project that they that AEW needs to pull the trigger on. I feel like he could definitely be AEW World Champion. Um, they have so many people in AEW that could be World Champion at this point. But as we're winding down, um, we're, we went a little bit longer than we normally do, which is how how much we want to see. But that should just show you how excited we are about 2021 in pro wrestling. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter, which you, means you follow Justin, at Worst Wrestling on the Twitter. Also, we are affiliated with the Project Ditz uh, podcast group. Go support all of the shows on the Project Dits network. And we are also affiliated with Superkicks, S-P-R-K-I-X.com, promo code WORST, and you get 10% off of all your orders, and that benefits all of the shows here as well. So make sure that you do that. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Damien underscore Miller, D A M I A N underscore Miller. And I can finally plug it because I'm back on first shift. Follow me on Twitch, twitch.tv backslash D Miller 139.
1: <laughs> yes, welcome back to the real world.
0: Yeah, it's nice <laughs> to not have to leave my warehouse at midnight. <laughs> yes,
1: and you can follow me. Pedersen reports on the Twitter machine p-e-d-e-r-s-e-n reports and also follow my friends at Rumble. got a hell of a match or a hell of a matchup coming here it is one that Damian is going to mark out over it is the dig it just a buck contest for just a buck you have an opportunity to win an extremely limited edition macho man championship legacy belt it comes with a Beautiful case, a pair of sunglasses, the bandana, the whole nine yards. Second place, which is not a second at all, is a top prize anywhere else, is the Undertaker 30th anniversary legacy full-size championship belt. And for third place, who knows what that's going to be? It's a mystery belt. And also, just to give you a little tease, we are having our... Annual Royal Rumble pick'em contest coming. Follow my friends Matt or, or my friend Matt over at Wrestle Rumble on Twitter, on the Instagram to get some more information as that comes out. Who knows what prizes are coming? I don't. I'm gonna be just as excited as the rest of you. So get your picks in, get your uh, bucks in. Can't wait to see you get a belt.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I'm super excited. I hope I get second place. Cause <laughs> I'll take, I'll take the mantra man one, but I really want that taker one. There <laughs> you go. So with that being said, thank you, Brad for doing this. And thank you, Justin as well for all submitting our picks. It has been a fantastic 2020 here at the worst wrestling podcast. 2021 is going to be even better. A lot more interviews coming up this year to release with you guys. We have a whole bunch already planned. So we're getting those in the works as well. And, you know, a whole bunch of content like this where we do the best ofs and maybe next year we will do a worst of. We'll see. Uh, So stay tuned. Follow us everywhere you can. Uh, We are on all all podcast listening platforms. Rate and review five stars. This has been the Worst Wrestling Podcast. I am Damien. That is Brad. And we will see you all next time.